It's now time for Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 1017 The Team is your home for New Mexico United, the Dallas Cowboys, LA Dodgers, and much more. Now, Team Talk on 1017 The Team. I think today is a it's a historical day for the PGA Tour and the game of golf. Uh, and it's a historical day for the PIF and the DP World Tour. And you're right, you know, there's been a lot of tension in our sport over the last couple of years. But what we're talking about today is coming together to unify the game of golf and to do so under one umbrella. Well, there you go. That is the big story of the day. The merger between Live Golf and the PGA uh, Tour. We'll get into that here in a few minutes with PGA professional Jerome Espinosa. You hear him every Saturday morning here on 1017 The Team, 8 Grady's Golf Show. Uh, we'll be here today until only 5 o'clock, and then we go to Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Dodgers, Reds, a, a rivalry that goes back to the 70s in my mind. Well, they open a three-game series with the Reds in Cincinnati in a six-game trip to the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers against Luke Weaver for Cincinnati. Dodgers will get uh, a chance to see Ellie De La Cruz, one of the top five players or prospects in all of minor league baseball. He'll be starting at third base for the Reds tonight. So again, Dodgers at Reds starting at 5 o'clock, but we're going to start with the big story of the day, and that's the merger between uh, Live uh, Golf and, P- and the PGA Tour. And uh, as promised, joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is PGA professional Jerome Espinosa. You hear him on Saturday mornings, 8 Grady's uh, Golf Show. You can get lessons from Jerome. He's not hard to find, but Jerome, uh, we're not going to talk golf uh, today. We're going to talk about this merger and your uh, perspective on this news coming down uh, earlier today. Obviously, it was a shock to the players. It must have been a shock to you, too. I was kind of excited, to be honest. Uh, You know, David and I discuss this all the time on our show. And so, yeah, no, I thought it was, you know, kind of cool and exciting. Obviously, the details are not all worked out, but, um, uh, you know, I I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I, I hear you guys talk about this. You haven't been just one-sided um, like we see sometimes on the Golf Channel. You've been kind of like looking at this whole thing uh, from a different peripheral. Uh, but at the same time, Jerome, uh, there's a lot of things being thrown at the PGA, including hypocritical, uh, because this uh, public investment fund, the PIF, which is the Sovereign Wealth Investment Fund of the Saudi government, will make a cap- Capital investment into the new entity to facilitate its growth and success. So there was a lot of talk about taking dirty money uh, as part of the reason they were going to isolate these live golfers. But at the same time, now the PGA appears to be taking it, Jerome. Yeah, I mean, it's, I I don't even know where to stand on that, to be honest, Joe. It's kind of crazy. And uh, again, I mean, I don't know. That's a whole other thing, right? Is, um, you know, is it right? Should you be taking that? But, uh, you know, they're obviously have upped the purses massively. They forced the tour to kind of do that. Um, Brooks Kepka obviously playing so good, really forced their hand. Um, because now, you know, he's going to be on the Ryder cup team. You know, do they include him? There's so many storylines going with it 
that I think we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, and one thing that won't continue is this pending litigation between those players uh, that left and the PGA. Uh, all that is being suspended. Any uh, discussion of that is being put to bed because that's part of the whole reason why uh, they're doing all this. Uh, but like I said, you you're reading, um, you know, tweets from players uh basically saying we didn't know anything about this and uh you know it kind of is embarrassing to the players who the pga tour you know was telling to stand by the pga and dismiss this live jerome well i mean we're going to talk about it this week obviously but you know who should really be pissed is rory mcelroy i mean rory mcelroy probably would have been offered something like $500 million or something from Liv. If, I mean, you know, he probably was, and he turned it down. And now he's sitting there going, are you kidding me? Like, I just turned down that massive amount of money, and, you know, now you're going to join together? The guys that are Liv, which is, you know, they're probably laughing all the way to the bank and – now they're going to be able to play with this merger. Oh, they they are laughing. I mean, uh, Phil Mickelson's having a, a field day with this subtly, of course. Uh, Brooks Kepka is burying Brandon Chambly, uh with the Golf Channel because he was so outspoken about it. So, yeah, we are, like, hearing that from those live guys. And, you know, like you said, Phil Mickelson probably got $300 million and Rory probably would have been given $400 million. Uh, but not only that, uh, what Rory has come out to say, he and Tiger uh, met privately about this and, you know, had players come together about all this and now they flip-flop and it makes those guys look like they're hanging out there by themselves there after what they said, Jer- uh, Jerome. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't know, everything was so rumored, but they offered Tiger a billion is what people said. And, I mean, obviously he doesn't need a billion, but it's just like, holy cow, I don't know. I mean, you know, but it's not even about the money, in my opinion, Jerome. It's it's like the position they took, uh, you know, being so negative about the live tour and they can do their own thing and they'll fail. And now, you know, it's kind of like, well, here's Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner that was part of this announcement on what it means for all tours to combine into one entity. We're creating a for profit LLC uh, that the PIF is going to invest in alongside the DP World Tour. Uh, and together, we're going to move forward, uh, and we're going to take efforts to to grow and expand this great game, and to take it to new heights. And so, what's happened today, and to your earlier question, is we've recognized that together we can have a far greater impact on this game than we can working apart. And I give Yasser great credit for coming to the t- t- coming to the table, coming to the discussions with an open heart and an open mind. We did the same. And the game of golf is better for what we've done here today. So, uh, Yashir, who he's talking about, is Yashir Al Ramayan. He is the uh, head, the chairman of this new entity, and he's the one that oversaw the collective and is part of you know what is now paying that money to the PGA. Here's uh, Yashir talking about doing what's best for golf has always been his. Had we met two or three years ago. It, the impact that we will have in the game of golf will be lesser. Why? Because it, it would be something small. But the way we're uh, doing uh, our partnership, it's going to be really big. 
in many senses. We will have uh, both the LIV and the BGA Tour in addition to all of our uh, assets and we will be investing in the growth of the game of golf and doing many new things that I think will have a better engagement from the players, the fans, the broadcasters, the sponsors, everyone else. And hopefully to even give a better access for uh, more and more people to the game of golf. The way we would love to uh, make the game of golf very much accessible just like any other sport, just like football, basketball, any other sport. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't have right now and today. And you know, it is worth noting that this isn't happening tomorrow. This will be starting at the earliest in 2024. The PGA Tour still has its schedule. Live still has its schedule. I think their next event is in Spain coming up, so they still have their schedule. But, Jerome, we, we saw these guys, they got to compete in the Masters. We saw a couple of majors with these guys. How much of an impact or influence do you think this had in maybe fast-tracking this decision to, to do this now with how well those guys played in the majors after what they were doing in live. 100%. Like, you know, David and I talked about this at length about, you know, if they can't get world ranking points, it was going to be a big thing. But because they played so good and put so much pressure, um, if they play terrible and, you know, there's no talk of the Ryder Cup and Brooks Kepka not playing, they wouldn't have cared. But because they played good, now that put a lot of pressure on this whole decision, I think. You and Joe, you're talking about Rory, and it's almost like we've been seeing some some crumbles, you know, some uh, some clues that have been leading up to this with some of the comments back and forth, and and Rory uh, has even, you know, of course, Rory missed one of those designated events and took the fine, and even last week he was talking about how you know I'd like some time off to be able to work on my on my swing. Whether it was now, next year, whenever it was, Jerome, did this feel inevitable that eventually this was just going to, that this was the only way this was going to end with a merger or something like this? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would think so, right? Like, they came out super hardball at the beginning and said no, and then the majors let them play, and then, you know, they played good in the majors. <laughs> so it, it kind of started going down that road. Um, it just kept softening and softening as it, as they let it happen. And so, yeah, I think it was kind of inevitable, to be honest. I want to get your thoughts on this one as well, because as we're playing, again, this was earlier this morning on CNBC with uh, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan when the news first broke this morning, talking about growing the game of golf, and, and that can mean a lot of different things, and that was at the heart of this originally was, you know, is it good for golf, is it bad for golf? And one of the things that Jay Monahan pointed to is how many people – are playing golf without really playing golf. Like he mentions Top Golf and how the game has grown in that way, Jerome. I want to get your reaction to this. When you look at the game on a global basis, there are now more people playing the game outside the U.S. than playing inside the United States. Okay, you look at everything that has transpired in terms of the forms of distribution, um, Top Golf, and all the other ways that people can interface with our sport. There are now people off course, more off course participants than on course participants. And that combined audience in the U.S. is 48% under the age of 35. Reaching a younger demographic at a time when the sport has never been more popular and doing so by coming together to collaborate at this point in time, that's where we see the commonality and purpose and that's where we see this huge opportunity. 
And so just, you know, what do you take away from that, Jerome, as a selling point in the bigger conversation that's going on today? Yeah, I mean, they've always been talking about growing golf, right? Like, that's always been, even the PJ of America has always been like, grow golf, grow golf. Um, I would even, you know, credit COVID to it um, because that was the only thing anybody could do. That helped. Um, and it, it is. The demographic has changed. Like, golf, at least from what I remember when I was young and didn't play, you know, it was like the country club, the old people, and now it's gotten so massive with every demographic playing. You have kids, you, you look at all the shirt companies, you know, you have Good Good, you have Bad Birdie, you have all these people making golf, like, for lack of better terms, cool. So, yeah, I mean, that doesn't shock me one bit. You still going to try to find that Range Goats gear? Maybe it'll be on sale now. I know. Now I can find it, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, Jerome, you know, you mentioned COVID and uh, the growth of golf during COVID um, and the fact that golf has played outdoors and all those kind of things. And a lot of people thought uh, when things got back to somewhat normalcy that uh, we'd see a drop-off in the game of golf. But that's actually is not the case, kind of to your point. Uh, it continues to grow, uh, you know, despite the fact that we're through the whole COVID thing, Jerome. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot to credit for the growth is, you know, again, they've made, like, the cool clothes cooler, and they've made them more trendy, and, you know, there's more opportunity. Like, you heard him say, like, top golf. I know, um, you know, I've talked to Jay Choi, who plays on the Jap- Japan Tour, and he said in Japan and Asia and that sort of stuff, there's a lot of indoor golf. So there's just a lot of things going on. Uh, really popular, and Tiger's associated with it, is Pop Stroke, and, you know, there's so many different golf things. <laughs> And uh, people have learned, like, oh, yeah, we can do it, and it's not, you know, crazy expensive, or, you know, we can do it. So that's, yeah, it's going to continue to grow, I would think. All right, well, getting back to Rory, you mentioned, you know, him missing out on, you know, these offers that he probably got, uh, and he was standing so firm. Uh, So here's a quote from Rory McIlroy in July of last year, so about a year ago. He said, quote, there's no room in the in." In the golf world for Live Golf is what he said. I don't agree with what Live is doing. If Live went away today, I'd be super happy. Okay, well, kind of Live did kind of go away because it's now merged with the PGA. Uh, and, you know, again, going back to how outspoken he has been, uh, Jerome, uh, do you think he's going to feel betrayed by Jay Monahan and this decision, especially since apparently they didn't even discuss it with these high-profile players that had been so against Liv and, you know, towing the party line, Jerome? Yeah, no, I mean, how does he not, right? Like, he was one of their big proponents and stood firm because, again, it goes back to that money. They had offered him so much, and the tour said, you know, stand with us, and he did. I mean, he's got to feel a little bit betrayed. He has to. <laughs> Another group that feels betrayed is this 9-11 group um, that was, uh, you know, banging the drum for Jay Monahan and the PGA for how they were uh, separating themselves from Liv. Now they're coming out and basically saying how hypocritical the PGA is. They're 
paid sh- uh, Saudi shills. I mean, uh, this is going to be a public relations situation that the PGA is like going to really have to be careful in the way it's handled. Now, uh, you're a PGA professional, uh, Jerome. Like, and you were kind of balanced, as you mentioned. We listen to your show on eight gra- uh, the Eight Grady's Golf Show every Saturday morning here, uh, ten to eleven. You'll be on, of course, Saturday talking at length about this. But like your your fellow PGA pros over the course of these last year and a half or so, what has been uh, the feedback you've gotten from them? I think, to be honest, it's been kind of 50-50. Some guys love it. Some guys, you know, didn't like it. Um, I Personally, I liked it because I thought it was something different. It's, you know, team golf. It's, it's And I think their motto is something like golf but louder. So, you know, they have concerts attached to them and that sort of stuff. So, for me, as a golf professional, I thought that was kind of cool, um, that it's, you know, just a different demographic, and it might not fit at every place, obviously, but I thought it was something different and something, you know, to, to grow the demographic. Yeah, but, it, you know, to be fair, uh, the events that they've had here, I know they had their most recent one, I believe, was in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, the, 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 the galleries have not come out uh, like, you know they had hoped i'm sure i know like you said golf louder they're playing the music and they've got the shorts going and all that kind of stuff but isn't this more about maybe the pga was worried they were going to lose uh those those lawsuits that were against them and is like one of these things well rather than lose it's you know sometimes better to to to, when you can't beat him you got to join him type of thing because the, yeah, the, the live looks like they have absolutely, you know, won. I mean, they're going to try to, you know, be soft in what they're saying. But let's face it, uh, the live got exactly what they wanted. Even Jack Nicholas is saying, I mean, think about this. Uh, Jack Nicholas is saying, you know what? I'm glad uh, it's uh, been, you know, come to as an agreement. I I thought it was bad for the game, and like he's kind of the the, the patriarch of of your game. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's kind of interesting to me. And I laugh because, like, they've gone so far to the other side that I'm like, we could have done this from the start, you know? And then they just, uh, like I said, I'll go back to the play because those guys started playing so good in the majors. It put an awful lot of pressure um, on the whole thing. And I think now that they're, you know, merged or whatever, those events, because people are going to be feel safer to attend them and, like, oh, okay, we're not going to get judged about it. I think those galleries could explode now. Well, they only have a, a few more uh, like tournaments here in the United States before the end of this season for live. And then, as Sam mentioned, all of this isn't going to be kumbaya until 2024 at the earliest. So we'll be keeping an eye on it. We'll be keeping an ear uh, open for your show on Saturday mornings from 10 to 11, uh, the 8 Grady's Golf Show. And uh, you're still giving a lot of lessons. I know you have two simulators there over at your uh, the 8 Grady Sports Performance Center there, uh, Jerome. Uh, you're keeping busy obviously right yeah it's our busy season so we're rocking and rolling for sure yeah and your motto is if your golf game sucks come see you (laughs) so uh more than likely i'll be calling you soon jerome thank you so much all right all right thanks joe